The Old Pre-Meds Podcast is part of the MedEd Media Network at mededmedia.com. This is the Old Pre-Meds Podcast, session number 62. You're a non-traditional student entering the medical field on your terms. You may have had some hiccups along the way, but now you're ready to change course and go back and serve others as a physician. This podcast is here to help answer your questions and help educate you on your non-traditional journey to becoming a physician. Welcome to the Old Pre-Meds Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, and I am the director of the National Society for Non-Traditional Pre-Medical and Medical Students, also known as Old Pre-Meds. You can find out everything that we do at Old Pre-Meds at oldpremeds.org. This podcast is all about taking your questions directly from the forms at oldpremeds.org and answering them here on the podcast. And today I have a good one. This one is from a poster that's saying exploring a MD slash DO dot 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 help exclamation point. And I think this hits home for non-traditional students. They're all saying, please help me. I'm trying to figure out this path. So this poster said, I'm new here and so glad to have found this site. I graduated with a science degree in 2000 at a competitive school. And while I was interested in medicine and took all the pre-med required courses and had around a 3.5 GPA, I wasn't sure about my passion for it and frankly, not mature enough for that commitment. Instead, I got an MPH in health management and have been in the field ever since working in health IT, management, consulting, and currently working at a hospital managing a department. But after 17 years of exploring, uh, after 17 years of working in healthcare, I want to move from being in the support services and management to being a care provider and looking to explore getting an MD or a DO. I should also mention that I'm married and have two young kids, so certainly this decision, uh, this is a decision that would disrupt all our lives. I know my coursework is outdated, but what options should I pursue? I contacted one postback program near me, and they said I would qualify for their two-year career changer program and would, and would have to retake all my old courses. And and that a lot of schools want to see all course requirements done within the last five years. I really don't want to take two years to retake coursework and have been reading about do-it-yourself postbacks, but I am unclear on how many courses to take and what courses to take, for that matter, to make me a more attractive candidate. I'm looking at the websites of schools near me. I live in Southern California, but it seems unclear. Also, would I need to take any extracurriculars? I work in healthcare, and while I'm not a provider, I know a lot of, of the ins and outs, sacrifices, and dedication needed. It's been a long while, but in the, in the past, pre-marriage and pre-kids, I volunteered for hospice and enjoyed it. Extracurriculars would be tough with kids, so I'm hoping to avoid it if possible. I'm just getting started. Uh, I'm just starting this process, so any advice is welcome. All right, so this is a standard, non-traditional question, right? Somebody that, I guess it's really not super standard because this is somebody that was interested in in medicine to begin with, went to undergrad. It sounds like they were pre-med and undergrad and then didn't pull 
the trigger at the last minute to actually apply to medical school. So this student has been out working and had that itch come back or it never really went away and now he's wanting to scratch it and and pursue going to medical school. Sounds like a lot of non-traditional pre-meds that I know of. So here are some things to think about. Obviously, he he's working full-time and has a wife and kids. So having a wife and kids, the question would be, is your income going to, or or lack of income, if you go back and do a do-it-yourself post-bac or you do a, a formal post-bac full-time, can you afford to stop working to take classes full-time? Now, I'm recording this after coming back from University of Central Florida's medical school admissions symposium and, and going out to dinner with a bunch of pre-meds, a lot of non-traditional pre-meds, and we had Kane, who is a first-year medical student, join us at dinner. I had Kane on the pre-med years podcast a while ago talking about his journey, and he's a non-trad and was working full-time, and, and one thing that he mentioned at dinner was that he was he wished he would have been more intentional and kind of pulled that trigger a little bit sooner to stop working full-time and, and jump back into his courses. So that's something to think about, to, to just commit and try to reduce your workload and go part-time if you can or quit altogether and rely on your spouse's income if that is possible. So that's one thing to think about. The, the fact that your prereqs are 20 years old or 17 years old, that can, that can and will play a role in many schools accepting you. And while I agree that schools like to see coursework done within five years, I don't know if I would say a lot of schools. There are some schools out there that will want to see newer coursework. The one thing that wasn't mentioned in this post is that newer coursework is going to help prepare for the MCAT, which is going to be the big hurdle. So retaking the coursework to prepare for the MCAT might be something you want to think about. If location is an issue, having having a family, if location is an issue where you go to medical school and you can only go to a handful of medical schools, start to get to know them. Reach out to them. Ask these questions to that medical school and say, look, here's my situation. Um, a full-time dad, a full-time husband, a full-time employee, and this is what I have time for. I was talking to the dean of admissions at UCF when I was down at the symposium, and he mentioned that they love non-traditional students, that they add so much to the class. And when they're looking at an application, they look at that. They look at what your responsibilities are as you're going through this process. So if you have a family, if you have a job, they're not going to assume that you have all this extra time to go and, and do all of these other crazy extracurriculars. So that's uh, something to, to think about as you go through this process is, is how much time you have for all of this stuff. And, that, and that's why maybe quitting your job, maybe um, ca- calling these schools and seeing what they say. So the reason I brought up the, the Dean of Admissions at UCF is because he he and his team there have a specific way of looking at students. But the schools in Southern California may have a completely different way of looking at students. So reach out to them and find out. 
the the question about extracurriculars. You work in healthcare. This poster works in healthcare, but that doesn't mean that he or she fully understands what it's like to be a physician. So yes, you need to shadow some physicians, get that experience. As as a healthcare administrator, you're not around patients a lot, I'm assuming. So you need to put yourself in clinical situations, uh, kind of like you did before, volunteering at hospice and being around patients. Try to Try to put yourself around as many patients as you can. Get that experience of being around sick people again to make sure that you enjoy it. That's going to be a huge part of this. So, and obviously the big thing I kind of mentioned before is the MCAT, retaking some of those classes to help prepare for the MCAT. So there are a couple options with classes. You, you can go do a formal, do it yourself post back. It's going to be a lot of money and can be a year or two to do it. You can do a do-it-yourself post back and kind of pick and choose the classes that you want to retake to help prepare for the MCAT. After talking to schools and making sure it's okay with them that you're not retaking all of your prereqs, maybe they just want to see that y- you have some recent science under your belt and can can prove that you can still handle the course load and, and coursework. So I, I really think the first step is to reach out to these schools and ask them. Tell them your situation and and go from there. I think that is it. Long journey ahead and... I wish you the best. If you have a question that you would like answered here on the Old Premeds podcast, go to oldpremeds.org, sign up for an account if you don't already have one, and leave a question there, and hopefully I will pick it to answer on the podcast. I thank you for listening to this podcast today and every week if you do that. If this is your first time joining us, joining me, I would love for you to subscribe to this podcast. Open up your favorite podcast app. If you don't have a favorite one on iOS, use the podcast app. On an Android, Podcast Addict is the seems to be the, the favorite one of choice, and it's free. And then search for Old Premeds in there and subscribe. Have a great week, and I hope to chat with you next week here at the Old Premeds Podcast.